Live, my childhood bedroom. Look at the dolls. Yay. I was going to say, can you see these creepy dolls? These things oh, we see them. Out. <laughs> We've seen them every year since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and I, also, I feel very self-conscious because I'm home visiting my parents and they're both here right now. And our house is like relatively small. So I'm like, I can't be screaming about like Reba's chesticles. I mean, <laughs> but you can. You can and, and you will. Are, daughter in her mid-30s in her bedroom screaming about Reba's boobs we need a wellness chat (laughs) but wait the dolls remind me of Barbara Streisand like on her Instagram how she always has dolls in the background that's like exactly the vibe I'm getting yeah but hers always freak me out and as do these (laughs) exactly I'm like that's (laughs) terrifying so should we Um, dive in so we'll be doing episodes 10 through 12 we sure will this episode so we have season one episode 10 okie dokie when good credit goes bad. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> when the good credit goes bad. Oh, boy. That was always in gig, too. So Barbara Jean spending ruins Reba's credit. Cheyenne and Van practice parenting skills on Kira. Okay. Well, the first reveal right off the bat is my girl, Lorianne Gardner, a.k.a. Park Overall. Back in action. Park overall. The crowd was really quiet for Park this episode. They gave no reaction. I assumed given the first time she appeared, that this would be even bigger and better. I know. Right, like my notes, I have park overall. Like I wrote it <laughs> mm-hmm. all. I like took up a whole line mm-hmm. expecting to be in lockstep with the audience. And I felt like a <laughs> fucking idiot. The, you feel like an idiot. The only thing I can assume, and this is just my assumption, is that because it was the opening sequence, she had already taken her position. Mm-hmm. They already gave a lot of applause. And then they said they turned off the applause sign Mm -hmm. so that they could get rolling. You know? She didn't do a big reveal like she did last time. She should have, but she didn't. She should. She definitely should have. The producers probably had to come out and be like, guys, stop cheering. We have to get, you know. Can't get through. (laughs) We got to get our day going. Well, I also, like, speaking of making a note with, like, one full line, my first actual note is not um, park overall, actually. It's haircut underline explanation point. But Reba's hair. Oh, yeah. It's Real helmet Easy. Yeah. It was a shock. It didn't look right. Talk <laughs> to the system. No. She looks as though, like, when your grandmother used to get her hair done, like, every three days at the salon, that's what her hair is looking like. Like, the curls underneath, mm-hmm. the real pieciness. Like, I guarantee if it was raining that day, she wore, like, one of those <laughs> clear bonnets. Mm-hmm. Um like, like she's coming out of the salon just to keep that helmet nice and fresh. What's funny is like since we've started doing this, like you guys really pay attention to clothing, what mm-hmm. people are wearing, how people look. And I'm a dude who doesn't really pay attention to any of those things. However, this time I was like something's <laughs> off and I don't <laughs> know what. Meanwhile, we were all like, red alert, alarm, alarm. Yeah, I'm like, I can't quite put my finger on <laughs> but it. But you knew. You knew something was wrong. But I, in a macro you sense. You could put like your I fingers could... in it. <laughs> a little head massage. A lot of gel going on. A lot of gel in there. I also, in this opening scene, so they're having lunch at the mall or something like that. Um, and Park does this little, quote, joke to Reba that I don't like. Also, I realize I say quote way too much after listening back to these episodes. But she was like, ooh, there's a cute guy checking you out. Oh, my God. He seems a little quiet, but I don't know. He looks cute. And then it was a fucking mannequin, and poor Reba got all excited. That was a little rude. I also just didn't think it was funny. And yeah. like, no. th- like, a lot of the jokes are landing at a surprising rate for me. <laughs> and that one, I was like, where's the joke? Yeah, especially on your recently divorced friend who's like, Self-esteem has probably taken a hit. She was left for a younger woman. And that's the joke you pull? Yeah. 
So the joke that I thought that they were doing was that <laughs> in some weird universe, Park didn't know that it was a mannequin. <laughs> and then when she doubled down, I'm like, okay, she's got to know. I'm thinking, like, that's the only thing that could be funny about that. And She's, it, like, such a wacky friend. Yeah, like, she's so wild. Like, oh, and then, like, oh, you know, that's not a real person. And I thought, you know what, that's a choice for Park. Yeah. But they didn't. No, they won't that she was fully aware of the mannequin. I'll still give her an applause for basically any of her entrance, though. I'm not, I'm not Michelle, that could mad. You, could you give her an applause, Michelle? Maybe that's the issue. Like, she didn't walk in a door. Yeah. She was already there. So maybe the audience didn't know what to do. Like, they were like, maybe they're like, we saw, they wooed, like, before they started filming. I gasped, though, so I don't know why others didn't. Yeah, I wrote so many L's in Park overall. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my first line is Park is back. Yeah. And right. I'm glad she is. I mean, we all had to update our flood insurances after this. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, me too. Hazard zone. Now, Reba's credit card gets declined when she goes to pay for the lunch, which honestly is probably the most, like, I got a little embarrassed for her because it's like, oh, yeah. you know, you're like, I'll treat you. You make it a big deal. Card declined. And then, and the worst is when you're trying to explain, and you're like, "No, I, I swear, I do have the money." And they're like, "Well, you don't." <laughs> um, it's right, like when you the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. yeah. And then I did love the. I don't know if anyone wrote the full down. Well, this wasn't in the next scene, but when she was calling the bank, and it they were listing, she was listing off all the things that were spent on the credit card, aka um, four thousand dollars, a tiara for four k, and then I don't know. Did you? Did anyone? Oxy write? lady lingerie. Yeah. And like something from a Joy for Jesus bookstore. And I started (laughs) dying laughing because I knew what was coming. Like, (laughs) I thought it was, oh, this is so BJ. And that is so good. Yes. Joy for Jesus. Um, Reba, in in this scene where Reba's getting this terrible news, she's in a full mauve set. So she has a mauve (laughs) shirt, mauve duster, which I have noticed in this Threeba, a lot of dusters. Yes. And I I remember at the time, dusters were big. Yeah. Huge. Like they go a little bit off book. Like BJ has a Chevron vested duster. I never saw a vested before. (laughs) Maybe this is like the dude in me not quite getting colors. Cause I was like, are those multiple lavender tops she's wearing? I, I didn't. I'm, I'm trying. I think I you think meant mauve, but right, whatever. See, I'm tr- I'm colorblind. I'll say well, for a dude who claims not to notice, you're noticing a lot. I would. Proud of you. I'm tr- I'm actively trying. I love it. I, I mean, also, Reba. you can't help but notice a full mauve set. Like anyone would, you would have to make a comment. I would think. You, uh, yeah, exactly. She's obviously a winter. Those colors just sing on her. Those greens, those mauves. Yes. She um she looks great. There were a couple of outfit no-nos on her part on other episodes that we'll get to, but oh, there were yeah. a couple. <laughs> um is the chef waiting tables is my question. Why is the person who's waiting the tables and giving the bill in a full chef jacket? Did you that, notice that? I didn't notice. Hmm. I didn't notice either. I was like, are they short-staffed? What I did notice is like, we're on episode 10, which is like, what, 12% of the way through the show. And we're just getting to finalizing the divorce, number one. But number two, this was the first time I even conceptualized, like, what does Reba even do? Yes. Like, I, it didn't cross my mind until she was like, I'm going to be a substitute. It's like, <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing before? Nothing. Nothing. I think she was child rearing. Which is a beautiful thing. Which is fine, but then it, the song is a little deceptive. It is. Because I'm like, not to say that work, like, 
you working hard. Yes, child rearing is, mm-hmm. is working hard. But my assumption was that she was working hard at a place. Oh, I don't. So, I never. Well, this is what I've noticed actually. So on my way home from work today, I thought, you know what, the Reba theme song is in my head, and I've heard recently from somebody that the only way to get a song out of your head is to listen to that song in full. Like if you're listening to the song halfway and then you end it, that song will be in your head for a long time. So I'm like, you know what, in order to get Reba's song out of my head, not that you know. It's a bad song, but let me listen to the whole thing in its entirety. I'm a survivor. And in the show, the lyrics are a single mom who works too hard. In the real song, it's a single mom that works two jobs. Right. And that's, that's so what, weird. That? No, that's so that's weird. That's what's throwing me. Because I've sung both. Yeah. And then I thought I made up the two job thing. Because so I. I went back. I, I didn't know that, actually. Good yeah. I just assumed one verse had job and one verse had hard. Oh. That was my, I just that's what I told myself to make it all make sense. And, it, and I thought so too. So when the first time she said two jobs, I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, next lyric is too hard, and it wasn't. Hmm. And when Reba posted oh. her Happy Mother's Day thing, and she said two jobs, I was like, oh dear lord, does Reba not know the her own lyrics? <laughs> dear but lord. of course she does. <laughs> the non credits version, she's not the single mom, and she's. The baby girl who's like heart wasn't working at birth or something. She, <laughs> yes. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So the person working two jobs is her own single mom. Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah. I thought her heart wasn't working and then she grew up to still be strong. Oh. Too strong. Working two jobs. <laughs> no, I uh, – well, maybe. No, you're maybe probably maybe right. I need a full listen. But yeah, in the song, she's the baby girl. She's not the single Interesting. mom. <laughs> the baby girl. Um, I have to go back to the tiara. Well, well, not just that, but basically that plot line in which – so Reva's like pissed that her card gets declined, goes over to Brock's, and um, he answers the door all disheveled. BJ runs down. Mm. Why not in the tiara? I wanted her to be in it. Oh, yeah. That was bad. Because she was in – a robe covered in poodles and Eiffel Towers. <laughs> Which would maybe that that was also perfect, but I'm like, that would have been so great if she like ran down because it was 4K. I'm like, I wanted to see it. Like, what did it look like? And when Reba got there, I think the idea was she and Brock were in the middle of fooling around. That's where they're all disheveled. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if she was wearing a tiara during sex, that would be even funnier. Yeah, I wrote, like, it's definitely post-fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it was post. I think it was during. Yeah. Because then she made the, like, BJ made the joke, like, oh, we were just thinking about you. And it's like, well, you're just fucking so why were you thinking about me <laughs> i will say that's the only time i've been attracted to brock like when he had like he had the tousled hair and the really? shirt unbuttoned a little i was like i'm finally getting why women in this location are excited about brock interesting i didn't see it but yeah i noticed that as well because when i made a comment a couple episodes ago that i thought brock was attractive for like one second he was in the same kind of vibe he had like his shirt sleeves rolled up Hmm. a little bit of a a chest showing and i was like okay like i a little bit get it his tan is off the charts though this episode like a man (laughs) so the we get the reveal though that he wants to get married to bj in two weeks which yes is and BJ, BJ BJ makes one comment that she was going to wear a white suit, and I'm like, I love that, but I don't know if she actually <laughs> does at the wedding, but I wish she would. Um, but that was kind of an aggressive thing, and also like you could tell Reba, obviously she was peeved. Their divorce isn't even finalized, and well, she's yeah, just, maybe she said, "You want me to sign a permission slip for bigamy?" Which I thought was just a great line. So it is. So is that a thing? Like, no, that wouldn't be a thing. You can't get married if you're like, there's no form to sign if you're currently married and you want no. want to get married. 
Yeah, I doubt that like that soon to be ex-wife can give permission. It would have to you'd have to wait until it's finalized, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The person in me who's like thinking about their finances and everything, I'm like, if you sign that permission slip, you're essentially like giving up some kind of rights to something. Mm-hmm. I had like, Reba, don't <laughs> sign the permission slip. Like he will drain the bank account. Like anything will be BJ's at that point. And I was really scared. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad. And as we've seen, BJ spent 4K on a diamond, not even a diamond tiara, just a tiara. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other storyline is this. So they get a phone call in which the principal is calling and Cheyenne thinks that the principal is calling for her for whatever reason. So she gets on the phone and she does her best Reba impression. Which is the worst. It's the worst. It does not hold a candle to our, our buh. Um, and essentially what happens is Kira skips school. So instead of saying, like, telling Reba, hey, Kira skipped school, Cheyenne and Van, Van, think that it's a great opportunity for them to practice their parenting skills by blackmailing the sister into doing all their chores for them and stuff like that. So that's their way of parenting is like, well, we'll just tell her to do a bunch of chores for us and then we won't tell her mom what happened. I also love that Kira skipped school to see Maya Angelou (laughs) at a library. Like maybe one of the most (laughs) famous and influential poets to ever live. Just in a Houston library. Yeah, that Kira could just, like, that she could just watch it. Just go to it. No problem. Yeah. And also, like, that should have been the school trip. Like, she shouldn't get in trouble for that. She, she would have learned a lot more with, like, a 20-minute reading with Maya Angelou than she would in an eight-hour school Oh, day. 100%. And I also do think, she, like, she's smart enough that I feel like she wouldn't have gone down this whole path with Cheyenne and Van and just been like, look, I'm telling Mom I don't give a shit. Like, this is what I did. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that she, like, went along with that little... Jokey. Yeah, I thought she was gonna like find a way to pull one over on them because she's like the smart one, but yeah, it didn't really happen. Yeah, all she had to say was, I snuck out to see Maya Angelou and you're a teen mom, so yeah, mom's not gonna be mad at me. I'm sorry, which is a, which is a which is a punchline that would easily happen on this show. Yeah, they make fun of her being pregnant like it's going out of style. Oh. Yeah, they're talking about, like, how embarrassing it is and all this stuff now. Like, mm-hmm. before they were, like, really – I mean, and we'll get into this, like, later episodes. I don't want to jump ahead. But, like, they really – like, Reba kind of understands finally, like, oh, did I like, accept yeah, I this too much? I have a lot and of the answer is yes, yes, Reba. You, you did. did. You went way too hard. Like, that's – you literally did give them, like – they signed a permission slip for them to get married. For them to get married. Yes. They got married within the week of the pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to understand it. Wait, I have to, this has nothing to do with this, that kind of B line, but because it's back to Reba and Park, but I feel like we'll all have a lot to say about this. So I have to just rip the, I just have to say it now, the free makeover scene. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, Reba's makeup makes her look a little bit gothy, but I'm still into it. (laughs) I thought. I didn't think the makeup was that bad. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was really dark to the point where, like, I think they were trying to do, like, a really dark lip liner, but it just looked like she got punched in the mouth. <laughs> it looked like she had bruises on her face. It did. <laughs> I do think they could have gone worse for sure, though. They could have done, like, a way heavier blush, like, an insane yeah. lip color. Like, I, I, I wish it was a little more, like, bright and, like, insane. insane. <laughs> but I did love, like, I did love the reveal. I thought it was hilarious. So let's actually set that up. So what happens is when they were originally in the um, the restaurant where the hot man, a.k.a. the mannequin, was stalking Reba, they said about, like, oh, we're going to get these free makeovers. So then they're back at the restaurant with the free makeovers. Great 
love that uh, scene. But prior to that, they show BJ in the store, Joy for Jesus, shopping for gifts. So it's literally like, remember Precious Moments? Like that's what Mm -hmm. it was looking like, all those little Precious Moments dolls. Um, And she's kind of getting in there and um, doing some shopping. So she picks up this little ceramic Precious Moments uh, knockoff and she goes to pay for it. And when she goes to pay for it, Mm. the credit card comes up as stolen. And the best line of the entire show and possibly the entire uh, series so far is the crazy little um shopkeep says security we have a sinner (laughs) yeah that was that was great it was so good um it was lovely and i loved it so much and she was so embarrassed during it and then we find bj in mall jail and who does she call her bailer out reba yeah why yeah i didn't get that i'm knocked up locked up and looking at three to life (laughs) (laughs) knocked up locked up that could be a song that's like bj's theme song Uh, <laughs> yeah, so why is good. she calling her from mall jail? Like, of and all she your. She does reveal after, because that's my initial thought, but then she does reveal after. She's like, look, I don't have any friends. And I'm thinking to myself, is Bro- if Brock is working, maybe her family, I don't know anything about her family. Maybe they're dead. I don't, I don't know. And then she says to Reba, like, I don't have any friends, and goes as far as to even say, like, would you be my maid of honor? So, like, she's considering her maid of honor status. So she's thinking, of course I'll call her if I'm in mall jail. And that's a bold question to ask someone who's technically still married to the groom. I mean, that's a big swing, BJ. And then Brock takes it a step further, asking Reba to sing. Yeah. Which I would really like to see. I I don't want it for her, the character, but I want it for me, the viewer. Yeah, I... I've been wondering if they were ever going to, like, get into that storyline of Reba being a singer. They haven't mentioned it or anything yet. They made so a few like, jokes. Yeah, she made one mention of, like, I thought I'd grow up to be a singer, and that didn't work out. But, like, you would think she'd sing, like, in church, or she would sing, I don't know, like, some kind of, like, small town hall or something. Like, you'd think she'd be, like, actively singing to the point where, like, Brock would be like, oh, yeah, like, she's a singer. But it was kind of just, like, a throwaway comment. And we all get the joke because it's Reba, but I'd like a little more context there. I would love if she sings at the wedding as well. That would be great. Hit the road, Jack. And you want to add some good tension is if we reveal she gave up her singing dream to put Brock through dental school. Because now she keeps mentioning how she put him through school. And maybe there was, you know, a dream lost at some point. Perhaps. And then imagine she becomes a singer in the context of the show. I would love that. I just gave myself heart palpitations. <laughs> so, like, do we care about the B-plot at all that's the kids? No. I did not, know. It's something to fill time that Park's not on. Yeah, I honestly, yeah. I, I didn't care for it. I felt like this was a really strong A and everything with the two kids. It's like it was super telegraphed and it was like something for Cheyenne and Van to do. But it really, I don't know, felt kind of boilerplate. Like there was nothing really special happening. I was just waiting for the wacky shit. Because you gave me a credit card decline, someone in Mm -hmm. jail. Park overall. (laughs) Park over. Like that's a lot. A makeover. That's a a makeover. Like (laughs) there were so many things happening in in the main plot that- I couldn't give in two shits about two kids I don't even know. Yeah. No. Yeah, fuck Was them. the youngest kid even in the show? I, I truly, I don't, I didn't commit uh, his memory. He was in the breakfast scene. Okay. He was in the breakfast scene. He, he's always in the breakfast scene. Yeah, the kid's never not sitting at that island. He did that, and then he might have made a, he might have made one comment 
But I'm no longer follow, I'm not even paying attention to what he does and doesn't do anymore because it's literally a waste of time. Yeah, I agree. Have you guys noticed that Reba's pulling a lot of like Debbie Downer faces? Yeah, she's she always like does. Ugh. Like it's always her yeah. jaw is like cocked to the side and she's doing like a wah wah type face like all the time. That's like her new thing. Yes, Ross. If you could see Ross right now. It's accurate. And then like the jaw also like like and the eyes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I feel like she does it a lot, like at BJ's expense. It's like this very just like, oh, like, yeah, I can't do as good of yeah, Reba as playing Russ. big to the audience. <laughs> um, also, what's her name says? So they said that they want to get um, married in Bermuda or whatever, St. Bart, St. Thomas, some, somewhere. Um, and BJ mentions the fact that she wants to have the reception at Catfish John's, <laughs> which I know. What is that? I would love to see Catfish John's. Bring me Same. there, please. And then Reba had a good line because. Um, BJ was like, I never wanted to get married in the Virgin Islands anyway. And Reva's like, what, too ironic for you? <laughs> that was good. Like, this woman is an icon. I know. But she's also a huge pushover. Yeah, like the definition And I'm sorry of. to say, but it's really bad. And <laughs> the fact um, that Brock felt comfortable enough to ask her to sing at the wedding of him and his mistress, yeah. I mean, unreal. And that we're all, we all know there's a chance she will do it as the maid of honor as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she might do that. And you want to put me over the edge was at the end of the episode, he brings her over a new credit card since um, BJ got her other one canceled. And he has the nerve to put it in a gift box. I would be so mad. I'm like, that's not a gift. That's the bare minimum. If you cancel my, get my card canceled, you take care of the admin work to get me a new one. Yeah. And it's like a fake out. I'm like, oh, what'd you get me? And it's the card that you owed me that I need. <laughs> right. To buy groceries for our children, which I'm raising, and you're not helping with at all. But the thing that really, like, upset me, too, is, like, Reba's like, all right, I'll sign the permission slip. And it's like, no, don't do that. And Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to do it. And also, like, at what point is that okay to say, like, you know what, go ahead and marry this other woman? Like, why? I understand keeping the peace for the children, but, like, she's really taking it a step too far. Yeah, and do you think she thought about <laughs> I'm, I'm the, upset with her. No, I'm, I agree. Do you think she, like, honestly thought about herself saying no to signing the form and was like, oh, Reba, you were too hard on him. Like, you should you should really – like, she really is going, like, to your point that far to be like, I feel like I'm the asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she thinks she's the asshole. She definitely does. <laughs> she's not. And there isn't even a valid reason why they have to rush the wedding. Like, um, BJ's already visibly pregnant, so that's out the window. Well, because Brock was doing Reba a favor. Yeah. That's what was also disgusting. Brock was like, well, you know, I didn't want to do it in town because I didn't want you to be embarrassed. And it's like, so you cheated. You got this woman knocked up. You want me to sign a permission slip for you to get married. And you're telling me that it's all for my own good because you don't want to embarrass me in town. Like, no, stop being an asshole. And that's the least embarrassing part. Like, that's how you stop embarrassing her. Yeah, exactly. Trash bag. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at the and then in the end, they end up like he Brock ends up, you know, canceling the trip and wants to give BJ the wedding that she deserves. Which, like, okay, fine, nice, because like I, I was kind of annoyed too when he was just like, I feel like he was even screwing BJ over, like whatever. I don't care what you want. Like we're just gonna do this. Like BJ said, like he just wants to rush it and get it over with. And I'm like, well, that's rude. Right. Anyway, what do you guys think? Do you guys do you guys think BJ is in the wrong? In what regard? In everything. Like I think. Obviously, she'll get a lot of heat because she's, like, the pregnant mistress. But is she in the wrong for any of this? Like, she's super aggressive with, like, Reba. And she, like, obviously saying, like, oh, I want to be your friend. I want you to be my maid of honor. It's, like, a normal person would be clued in to be, like, that's not cool. Let the girl go. But 
Did she do anything wrong? I think she... No. I mean, she clearly doesn't pick up on social cues, but, like, <laughs> she didn't. She doesn't do anything capital W right. wrong, but... And, like, we always say she's, like, a Labrador. It's, like, even when it's right. wrong, it's, like, well, just, you know, gently tell it, like, sorry, that wasn't... Don't do that. Don't pee on the carpet. Like, whatever. Like, I just feel like she's... It's hard to get mad at her. Yeah. Yeah, and Reva is trying to, like, keep the peace, so, like, Barbara Jean might just take that more as... Friendship, especially since she revealed she doesn't have any friends, which is sad. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd want to be friends with Reba. Yeah, me too. And also to your point, Erica, I keep thinking of Barbara Jean as mistress just because that's how we were led to believe in the beginning. But then that whole one episode kind of debunked that and said they started dating after. I know, and Reba still calls her a mistress like multiple well, times. Yeah, but you know there married. was an emotional affair first. Like, right, yeah. And even still... Yeah, like, they just fall into a relationship the day after. True. No. And I still think they're calling her that technically because they're still married and he's, like, got another woman pregnant. So if you really look at the technical, ter- technical yeah, term, you know what I mean? Like, they're that's the mistress. But, of course, yeah. it's getting, it's getting like, the wrong connotation. It's giving the wrong whatever. So I'll start calling her Brock's girlfriend, not Brock's mistress. Yeah. <laughs> Small changes. Yeah. <laughs> we can call her by her name, BJ, Okay. She's not yeah, anything. She's her own woman. <laughs> Who goes she wants to spend $4,000 at Joy for Jesus for getting a tiara. Now, does anyone have any other like thoughts on this app, or do we want to cruise into 11? I'm happy to cruise. Good episode. Let's cruise on down. Let's do yeah. it. So you have episode 11, Meet the Parents. When Reba's parents visit, her mother grows too fond of Barbara Jean. <laughs> Shyvan tried to ensure a long, happy marriage. Does it say Shyvan, or did you just say that? No, that was my little ad lib. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Smooth. It's a little improv. Wow. <laughs> Were you in? Oh, my God. Real quick. So this is a quick little thing that I have to say pr- before we get into this episode. Um, two things. One, I have to make a retraction. A couple, like two episodes ago, three episodes ago, I said that the girl in my high school who was pregnant was allowed to attend school. It was brought to my attention that she was not. She had to stay home for this whole nine months. <laughs> I mean, that's awful. Like, I was like, yeah, my school is actually pretty progressive. And my friends are listening to it and they're like, no, my friend had to take her school books home every day. <laughs> my kid, too. Oh, my Bring God. her assignments. Yeah, she was not allowed in school. So, well, shout out awkward. to Supportive Queen. Thank yeah. you. Seriously. But she also said, I was made to do it. So, so she um, didn't choose that. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. But that's where allyship starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another thing, so my brother Matthew said, um, he was like, oh, he goes, when you guys are done the reboot podcast, which I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's like, you guys Six should years. do another podcast called Scatterbombed. And what it is, is he said you have different improvisers, um, comedians, whatever, come on and tell their best story about the worst time that they bombed. And I was like, oh, that is good. I like it. I do too. Could be a cute little segment. That's a good idea. That is funny. I know. I was like, actually, that's actually kind of a good idea. Get anybody on there. They talk about the time they bombed. I mean, I don't remember when I didn't bomb. Well, yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) I'd be like, so my entire career. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, But what's not hilarious to me is (laughs) me, ma, and grandpa. For whatever reason... I was, like, excited to see her parents, and I don't know what it was about Mima specifically. She, like, wasn't working for me. Well, she was a cunt. So, so <laughs> I, I, I'm my, afraid my, to my talk. Fr- <laughs> like your parents' oh, yeah. house. 
<laughs> no, like I I just couldn't figure. Well, one, I had very high expectations. Same. I thought the grandparents were going to be like, we were going to get some woos, big stars, mm-hmm. people we would have been yeah. happy to see in 2001. Like a Wayne Newton. And, and then we just got some regos. But like her mom looked like she was playing 20 years older with and had like a wig yeah. and just like fell. Maybe that's what it like, was. I'm like, you feel like you're IRL five to 10 years older than Reba and you're playing 25 years older and it's throwing me. Although I can say like, if you were funny enough, like Amy Poehler playing, you know, uh, Rachel McAdams, mom and me and girls, they were like five years apart. That, obviously that was a hilarious, like she did, she killed it. So I, I don't know. She looked to me like she looked as though she was on an episode of all that playing an old lady. Mm. Does it, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she looked yeah. as though like she yeah, had the, that, the wig on. Like, like Amanda Bynes as an old lady. Yeah, like they stuffed her butt. Like typical, like that's what they were going for. And yeah, I, she needed like a goofy cane. Yeah. yeah. And like a little shimmy. Yeah. Like she would shimmy in like, ah, what's going on, Ariva? <laughs> like that's the character I thought she was trying to go for. But I couldn't figure these characters out. <laughs> I couldn't either. <laughs> were they? I thought they were going to be pissed. Like, I thought they were going to be like, oh, I thought it was going to be a reveal. Like, by the way, my mom and dad don't know that you guys are pregnant and married. But that wasn't even an issue. It was nothing. No, they didn't bat an eye at it. And they made several, the grandfather specifically, sex jokes to the kids. Grandchildren, the secret to a long marriage is silence and lots of playful sex. Yeah. And actually, the grandmother, right, Mima, right, when she walks in, says to Kira, look at your boobs. Yes. It's like, what? A little You perv. got boobs. She's like, aren't they great? <laughs> the reason I called her a cunt is she was being so mean to Reba and like shaming her for the fact that she's divorced. Like some long, what was the long-winded thing she said? She said like the key to happiness in life is a long and successful marriage. And then she gives Reba like uh, a scathing look. And I'm like, <laughs> you should be supporting your daughter. Yeah. Has- or if you're going to say that, you have to make, it has to be wrapped with a funny joke. Like not just like you're just stating the fact that you're divorced. Right. And being salty about it. On a whole, her character fell super flat for me. Same. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, she wasn't mean enough mm-hmm. to be like, oh God, my parents are in town. And she wasn't really nice at all. But it was just like this weird, almost aloof carelessness that I'm like, why? Like, I get she likes BJ because that's funny, but like, I just didn't. I just didn't get what they were what they were trying to do or say with that character. She also like, like there was no topic. chemistry. Like even like Reva was trying her best because it's her mom, obviously. But I feel like it there was it felt very forced to me. I don't know why. So I actually said the same thing. Like I said, Reba is a natural with all actors. Like yes. had I known better, I think Reba would have known her forever. And, like, she was so comfortable when they were having their moment on the couch and everything. But the other ones were just awkward and uptight. And the characters were, like, very underdeveloped. Yes. It almost was like they were like, go ahead and just play whatever. Yeah. And they were like, okay. You know what I mean? I felt the same way. Like, they had to find their characters on their own. And I and I guess Grandpa landed at, I don't know, I'll be a, a sex weirdo. And it just, <laughs> none of it really worked for me. Sex weirdo. The beginning, what's her name? BJ actually had like a, a couple, like a great line. So in the very beginning, before the parents are even there, BJ is like, gets so excited. Like when she hears that the parents are coming and she's like, oh, Helen and JV are coming. And Reba was like, you know, my parents' names. And she's like, of course I do. We're family. 
Um, so they're kind of like giving like her the really weird, creepy edit. But also, um, Reba then awkwardly, for whatever reason, invites Brock over for the dinner. Alone. Didn't get uh, and that. she says, Come alone. And BJ says, Who would we bring? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Which I died at. It was so funny. And then the the dad is mad at Brock because of everything Brock's done. And then all of Brock had to do to win him back over is give him something called Fuzzy Floss. Do you guys know what that is? I don't. I'm going to look it up because I thought the same thing. What is that? And he w- and that was it. Like, he was like, okay, great, Fuzzy Floss. Like, we're all is forgiven. Yeah, and I'm a little bit worried about the dad's hygiene skills. He also asked Reba <laughs> for, like, the, the fancy loofah on a stick. That he used last time, and she's like, "That's oh, a toilet brush." Yeah. And <laughs> also, he like brush. he literally got there, and not even like sixty seconds later, it had to take a shower. Yeah, immediately. I think he's like jacking off in the shower. I think he's like a sex fiend. Yes, he's a sex fiend. He's talking about hooking up in the kids' bed. Can't wait to get into that shower. <laughs> like, what's going on there? I love silence and playful sex. I know. I'm like, yeah, what? creep. He's a freak. I don't like it at all. It looks like maybe Fuzzy Floss is, like, just that, like an actual, like, That sounds fuzz. horrific. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, actually, Erica, I did because this is teeth-related because the Mima did have one line, which she was, like, insulting BJ being a dental hygienist. Or how does Reba say it? Hygienist. Hygienist. <laughs> and she goes, you, "What's your, like, what do you do? You just clean strangers' teeth all day? And I was like, that's Erica's level of, like, disdain for, like, that you would touch dirty that's teeth. That's the ick right there. Um, I did write down, though, that Reba's dad is one meal away from a heart attack. <laughs> that man is, is time, like, it's ticking time bomb. Doesn't he just he's look like he's about that's to- out of breath all the time when they're just standing still. Yeah. What about during playful sex? How do we think that goes? Oh. <laughs> he's going to die during sex. He's Oh, he reminds me of, like, John Goodman and Roseanne. Whoa. Let's settle down. We all love... I'm a big John Goodman. No, no, no. I love John Goodman. I'm saying like his, like how he was like portrayed in in Rayanne. Roseanne was like, didn't he die of a heart attack? Yeah, but they retconned it because that show was still on as the Connors. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oopsie. Yeah, he's alive. But then they killed Roseanne instead. Fair. So, okay. Bye, bye, me. So, speaking of the lunch, she makes all this food and whatever. And then they all ate sitting around the couches, no, not at the table. I was like, and it's chicken. So it was one thing if she's like, I made like a, like a little something easily that you can easily yeah. eat. You have to like cut a chicken. Like I felt like that's not a sit couch meal to me. And the way the layer of the house is the dining room table is in full view. For I the know. Audience. Was it and though? Easy. See, I didn't even realize. I was like, do they not have one? It's oh, it's always in the back. Yeah, it's, it's in like, the back. It's like oh. it's like almost elevated. Yeah, and it looks large. And even if it's not, it looks like you could do an add-on, like you know, add a little yeah chairs yeah. or a little. I mean, it was large enough to be like prominently featured in the in the kidnap breakfast episode. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, do they? I think they like moved the furniture for that episode. But her parents come in and they're serving chicken. They're all like sit around a couch. So, yeah, and like a love seat. Yes, Ew. it was so odd. Unhinged. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to kind of make her parents less comfortable so that they would be more apt to leave sooner. Maybe. You know, if you don't roll out the red carpet, let people sit at a table, maybe they'll be like, oh, I don't feel super welcome. Let's go home. I don't know. (laughs) I guess. And then I guess, and also very awkwardly, I did think it was weird. I forgot the exact segue, but like where BJ starts, I think she was just talking about going to the mall. I don't know if there's anything specific. And the mom like latches on. BJ's like, we should go to the mall after this. And she's like, yeah, we definitely should. I thought that was so odd. Yeah, because the character's not making any sense. That's what I mean. Like, I, I can't. Hate it. 
I can't understand this. Maybe, like, if it felt like this episode, I don't know, maybe it was written by multiple people and, like, Mm. there was, they they didn't really do one final polish to combine the multiple writers' perspectives on the episode because nothing really made sense. Like, I was happy to see um, Barbara Jean and uh, her mom dance to respect (laughs) in a, in a, in a, department store it was televised serotonin i could i could have lifted a car i was so i did love that i did it made absolutely no sense it it didn't fall in line with the trajectory really of the characters no not it was just and then for them to call it back at the end so good with even less plot-based reasoning yeah i I was like the the grandmother had mima had already left so that was just an added bonus like this is a funny scene like we're keeping Mima, Reba. It was like the and, end of Mamma Mia. Yeah. When they do. I, so, just, I felt like I was in the theater seeing Mamma yes, Mia live. That's yeah. how much I loved so it. So <laughs> for those of you who, uh, who didn't watch the episode or who are going to watch it after the fact. So they do go shopping at like the Goodwill. And the joke is like they're getting like 10 packs of socks for like 70 cents. Um, and uh, <laughs> BJ and the mom go into um, separate dressing rooms. And they both come out shocking in the same shirt. Mm. And the shirt is like a blue satin cowboy type shirt with like fringe all over it and then when they come out they're like oh my god love your shirt and then they start doing a dance to r-e-s-p-e-c-t and they're doing suck it to me suck it to me suck it to me suck to and they keep doing it to the point where (laughs) the mom is still doing it when she gets home she's like walking in with the with the uh bag just like suck it to me suck it to me suck it to me and reba is pissed she hates it. But then when they did the callback at the end with Reba joining in and them singing it, don't you think Reba should have been in the blue shirt as well? Yeah, she probably should I have agree. been. That's, that's what like, they would have done on Mamma Mia. Yeah, because I'm like, it's it's a joke anyway. Like, And I kind of feel like it was just an added bonus, but I feel like it would have been really funny to me. Or cute. Yeah. And, you know, look I closer. also noticed in that callback that, like, and I know we fucking gush praise all over Barbara Jean, but <laughs> she can legitimately dance. She's a phenomenal dancer. You could tell <laughs> by her movement. Phenomenal dancer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Watch the scene again. I'm going to have to. You can, you can tell by her moves that she really knows how to dance, and she's trying to rein it in to not outshine those those other people. Yeah, she's probably like she classically trained. classically trained, yes. Wow. I'll go back and rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I'm telling you, there are some specific instances where you can see a one, two, three. Like, she, she's got like a it. a pot of beret. <laughs> Some sort of bar exercise. And then when they got off the choreography and were kind of going freelance, was she good at that too? I don't remember. She was wonderful. I was like, she did a little jazz. She did a little hip hop. She did a little fusion. I was like, she's doing it all in five seconds. I think I was so overwhelmed because I was not expecting it. And I literally wrote down the musical number, all caps, circled it, and four exclamation points. I was so overwhelmed that I didn't, like, I don't think I even, like, gave enough, like, time and energy into one specific person. I should go back and watch each of them. See, for me, it's, like, time slowed down. Really? Yeah. See, I, I was the And I, like, drank it in. I think for me, too, because I, I, an ad came on right before that, and it was, like, and I, I only had, like, it was, like, a minute or less left. And I was, like, what could possibly be, what, what could they possibly do? I did not guess a dance sequence number with BJ, Reba, and Mima. Um, and I, it was great. But I, I think to your point, Erica, I think I was just like a little bit in shock in a good way. So I couldn't really, 
couldn't process it. As Did heavily. you guys like when you guys were like in grade school, high school, like so I was absolutely over and above obsessed with NSYNC, like a lot of people my age were. Hmm. Um, whenever there would be like a new music video that came out, I would have to watch it on repeat, but I'd be like, okay, I'm just watching Justin this whole time. And it's like, all right, now I'm watching Chris this entire time. Like I had to like specifically know that I saw each of them individually. Yeah. And then <laughs> stop. And <laughs> I was a young, impressionable girl. No, but I was like, I. so I think I have to do that with this episode. I have to like yeah. watch it at least three times. One, I'm hyper-focused on BJ. Yeah. The next, I'm hyper-focused on Helen. And then, of course, Reba at the end. Um, and I and then a fourth cohesive it. watch. Exactly, think, a fourth cohesive watch. Or maybe like yeah, a one you- cohesive, three individuals after that, and then a fifth. <laughs> like to tie so it all together. I'll watch it five times, I think. I and think then if BJ's as good as what Ross said, we might need to watch her individually isolated more than once. I'm willing to like put like paper over the screen just so I don't even get distracted. You should. You should. <laughs> like, okay. And I just have like two pieces of paper when it comes to like Helen in the middle because I don't want to see the other two. Maybe I will. I can probably finagle something. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying at this. Um, but I love Let's it. Pause recording. I'll go watch minimum of five times and then come and report back. Yeah. yeah perfect. We can do an emergency. We can do an emergency mini podcast in between. <laughs> we all knew where we were when we all watched about our isolated <laughs> viewings. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the fact that <laughs> apparently Reba's mom bought her like this nasty ass shirt. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and and then kept making her wear it. Yeah, and Reba says something like, "It's not going to kill you." And the mom says, "What if it does?" And Reba goes, "Then I guess I don't have to wear this shirt anymore." <laughs> It was, was like, so harsh. harsh, but I loved it. And it was like couch material. That was the material of the couch man I had in our queen's apartment. <laughs> like just like rough, scratchy drape that like Maria Von Trapp <laughs> would have turned into a dress. It was awful. And she's like, oh, maybe that's not a good color on you. I'm like, that's not the issue It's here. brown. It's, like, oh, it's, like a, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good color. And giant cowboy boots, right? Is that what it was? The design? Yeah, different? it was like all different sizes oh, I thought of it was abstract. Boots. Okay, I couldn't even see it. <laughs> I think it was abstract cowboy boots. <laughs> because the point is, too, like, they're so country. And I think mm-hmm. Reba's accent actually got a little bit deeper somehow <laughs> because it, it couldn't possibly be deeper. But it got there um, when she was talking to her mom and her dad. And I wonder if that was, like, on purpose or, like, because she's obviously such a queen as an actress. But Or I wonder if it's, like, finally she had these actors to play off of that were doing the accent and she was like, wow, mm-hmm. like this, I could just be myself. Actually, I bet you that's it. If it was on purpose, I'm impressed. That's yeah. like Jeremy Strong level of like method acting. Oh and God. No spoilers. I did not watch the last ep- this episode yet. Mm. I'm not going to say, we won't spoil. We're you don't say anything. Neither did I. Passing out on the couch, I couldn't watch it. But I also just realized I mixed uh, episodes with the uh, B plots. The B plot that I didn't like is in the next episode. I know. When you said two random kids, I, 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 the way that you said it, I'm like, I think he might mean those friends. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought okay. you were talking about the kids in the episode where Shyvan was blackmailing Kira. No, uh, I'm, I, I was, I mixed those two up because those were the two B plots in this run of episodes, and I was like, I don't care for these. Yeah, but I didn't anyway. like them either. Either of them. So, in fairness to you, they could, they could have been interchangeable within episodes. Yeah, I was like, it could. And, and now that I'm looking back at both episodes, I'm like, they could have fit in either, mm-hmm. either way. But anyway, I guess we should probably move on to a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yep, it's actually yep. called a Midsemester. Episode dream. twelve. 
A mid-semester's <laughs> night dream. Sorry, yeah, that makes more sense. Reba takes a job as a substitute teacher at a, the high school and quickly gets in trouble for consul- for counseling students about marriage and sex. Never not talking about sex. Which, great to put her in the school. Um, I think this show would work if she was a school mm-hmm. teacher. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen her work. And she um, appeared happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the answer um, to your question, Russ. Yeah, like I would, I would like to see that. And now I'm wondering, from this episode on, I'm like, so are we gonna? Is she gonna just do like random jobs for the foreseeable future, or is she ever gonna like settle on something? Because I get like now Brock's out of the picture, so she's gotta like, you know, work too hard. <laughs> but is it gonna be like every few episodes we watch her like try a new thing out mm-hmm. or what? Like, I could be into that. I could also be into getting invested in the school. Like if she starts going for classes to like get certified to be a full time teacher, she should be a music teacher. Oh she my should, god! She should be like the choir teacher. They need to write that in immediately to yeah. a show that already happened. But seriously, <laughs> maybe they do. I mean, because I really responded to her being at the school. I loved it. Me too. It made sense. Like when they were like, "Oh, she's going to be a sub." I wasn't like, "That's so stupid. That's crazy." I was like, "Oh yeah, she is a substitute teacher." Like that makes. And you could sense. tell she was like passionate about it. Like, it, first of all, you're a substitute teacher. I don't even know for how long they were going to have her in there, and she was like pumped about it. Like you could tell. Like you know. Um, even questioning what she was wearing, which she settled on a huge orange cardigan. A cardigan is putting it lightly. It was like if someone took a chair, skinned it, and then threw it over top of her. It was huge. And I'm like, that's what you're wearing? Like you're in like on your big day, like your big, you know, I'm I'm gonna be substitute teaching. And she's like, What are the kids wearing these days? <laughs> and that was where your mind went. <laughs> and that that color? Not good. I I weirdly don't remember it. I'm going to do a lot of rewatching. <laughs> I don't know how you don't, but that was. What did you guys think of uh, Brock's opinion of her going back to work? It was absolutely He's horrible. Nerve to be like, I don't want my kids to be latchkey kids. Um, first of all, subbing is going to be like twice a week and she'll be done at 3 p.m. She can take them home from school. Right. And then mm-hmm. he goes, she's like, well, you can pick them up some days. And he's like, well, I golf on Tuesdays and Fridays. And I was like. I despise this man. But when does he work? When is he the dentist? Right. And when is he the football coach? Like, football coaching is a a six-day-a-week venture. So, like, what is his schedule that he can just golf? There's no no sense to his life. Mm -mm. No. And I get the sense that, like, he's probably loving BJ because she... Like we saw in the episodes, the other three biz we watched where she was like lying about morning sickness. I feel like she'd be the type to like not give him any shit, basically, like do whatever he wants. And Reba is like a tough cookie. Um, But it's I you you wonder, like, was he always like that in their marriage? Was he always like, no, you can't work. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like controlling like that. Probably. He definitely. She's controlling now and they're not even married. And uh, and Reba is like she just takes it. Clearly, she's such a pushover. Right. But like what? My question to him in that moment when he was like, "How you do this without consulting me?" I'm like, "What's her alternative? The kid, you don't have the kids. She does. You're getting divorced. What would you have her do?" Yeah, and also, doesn't he want her to make her own money? Like you were, you're thinking that he's not going to support both of them forever. Like, there's no way that once that other kid comes along and he's got BJ buying $4,000 tiaras and shit from Joy for Jesus, like, he can't support two full families. Yeah, he's a dentist, but he doesn't work, apparently. He goes golfing all the time. He works, like, 12 hours a week. Yeah, like, he's a part-time dentist and, what, 
BJ's not going to still be a hygienist when she's um, popping out a kid. So what does he want her to do? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, it's like you've painted her into a corner. She she has no way of getting out of successfully. You dick. She's just too hard-headed. Um, guys, the haircut is back. <laughs> the The principal, the giant mop of a haircut. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huge head of hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. When my mom sees something like that, she likes to shout out, Hey, hair, where are you taking that lady? (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect, actually. (laughs) So we, Russ talked about this incorrectly during their first buff, but the (laughs) other kind of like subplot here with, again, I don't know these two people's names. I didn't even write them down. Oh, I wrote down Eric because I had a huge crush on him when I was younger. Oh my God. Do you guys remember him from that movie? It was like a Lifetime movie called She's Too Young. And she, no, no, I don't. Well, she got, I don't. it was about this girl. She was like 14 or 13 and she got an STD and it like went rampant throughout the school and all that. And, um, yeah, he, he was the starring kid in that. And I was oh. in love with him. Did he give the STD? You know, probably, but I don't remember. I was just. Did you have to watch his scenes in isolation and not look at anybody else and then watch yeah. the movie? I got and- the two papers out. I was like, here's our. <laughs> but those luscious lips, those dreamy dark eyes. I mean, are you guys getting it? He's still hot now. I looked him up. I was very, very interested. His name is Mike Earl. All right. And he's What's really hot. Let me look him up. Hold on. He did look familiar. I feel like I've seen him in like random CW shows. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those people who's been everywhere. Marsha Gay Harden was in that show, too. <laughs> when is she not in a really? Lifetime movie? Yeah. All right. He's he's hot. He looks like he could be uh, like a Hallmark guy who runs a tree farm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one of uh, the guy with the beard who runs the inn. He's not the city guy. He's the hometown. Yeah. You know he's a good guy because he wears a flannel and he works outside. Not unlike yeah. the lawyer boyfriend from mm-hmm. the city. Yeah. Right. Here, yeah. He's in a CK right here, Chunky Net. I mean, come on, guys. He's hot. No, I, he he definitely is. Yeah. Oh, he was on Everwood for four years. Yeah, he was four oh, years. Oh, I was actually going to say that when I said random CW, Ooh. I'm like, I could see him on like an Everwood guest, but apparently it was four years. So guesting for four years. Um, he they so this was kind of like a an a plot, but they the I don't know the girl's name, but the like Cheyenne and Van's friend, this couple, Eric and. The girl. Erica. Erica. Don't care. Decide, don't care. <laughs> decide that they, like, they are, like, very envious of Cheyenne and Van's marriage. It appears at first. They're like, you're so happy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it and we want to get married. Like, we want to get married is what they're pushing. And Reba kind of goes a little bit. She, she gets very spooked by this. <laughs> yeah. And she does the right thing. She's basically telling them, don't rush into marriage because you're too young. And then they spun it and said told their parents or whoever, or the teacher, that she told them, oh, you don't have to wait until marriage to have sex. You can just have sex and not get married while you're young. Right. Which is not what she said. But then, obviously, it got twisted. Big-haired principal was very upset. <laughs> I did appreciate that she did say that the position of the school officially is that sex doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I appreciate it? Chuck. He, he, we got like our first, so the only, I think the only other black character on the show so far was the therapist. And now we have like the funny black friend in the school, Chuck. And he was so like, 
he was like acting all like goofy and he was like a real like kind of like teacher's pet slash like class clown for Reba. And I think the two of them had like a really good rapport going. And I would watch so much more of just Chuck and Reba. That could be its own show. And that was, I was like, is he like going to be like one of those like featured recurring mm-hmm. characters? Because he's, if he isn't, he's doing a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's doing the most. Lot. Doing a lot. <laughs> The character makes no sense if he never comes back. I know. I really want him to be like that kid. Like, I want him busting in like, hey, Mrs. Hart, how are you? Like, busting in on their breakfast. Get him in her music class when she starts teaching it immediately. Yes. And like, he's like, like in Sister Act 2 and all of a sudden he has a great voice and you didn't know it. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would love that. We all legitimately have no idea where this show is leading us with her her jobs, right? No. We have no idea. No, no. I've looked up no spoilers. No, I won't. I won't. But I was bummed that she got fired at the end. Like I'm like to, I guess we don't know, but it's like is is that going to come back in some capacity just because it was nice to see that. It was nice to her for her to have that. Yeah, she can't catch a break. I hope she'll come back cuz maybe it'll be a pattern of this conservative principal shuns Reba, <laughs> brings her back like she did when they wanted to send Cheyenne out of school. A continuing storyline of Reba being shunned by this giant-haired principal. <laughs> <laughs> And she's so tiny. She yeah. is. That's what I'm saying. She's so top heavy. And like Reba's not a big lady. She's little. And she's like, I, I mean, I might be remembering it wrong. No. She's like a fraction of she Reba's She is. Who's towering over this lady? Like, And if picture her without the hair. She's losing yeah. six, six inches. Six to eight. Other picture her next to Barbara Jean. It would look like the movie poster for twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got Barbara Jean this episode. Right? She yeah. wasn't in it. Yeah, Not no. her at all? No. no. I didn't. I didn't. And I realized it as soon as they went to, you know how they do that sometimes, that last scene that's like shot in the front porch mm-hmm. and it looks like mm-hmm. beautiful. I was like, oh, fuck, we're at the end and there's no Barbara Jean. No. Yeah, and no. We're not getting that's it. That's a shame. We're going to have to come up with, a, I think, a codename for that. Like, um. No BJs. <laughs> the codename is no BJs. It's just exactly what it is. <laughs> and Russ said it and literally immediately started cracking up. He's like, no BJs. Uh, but wait, what is the code name for? Like for, like, like just for, to like say the code was pickle. We'd be like, oh, we had a pickle this week. Oh. I eat. We had a BJ list. Oh, all right, so oh. we would say, all right, episode twelve, a mid semester night's dream. No BJ. Yeah. No BJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, or something. Or like, like, no suck off. <laughs> <laughs> Because if we're saying no BJ, we're just saying it. And the point of yeah. a code word is to give it a code word. <laughs> Erica, I'm glad you said it because I was sitting here trying to think of another word for a blowjob and I simply could not. <laughs> Jake pops his head in and gives you like 15. <laughs> Felicia like Jenna's free. code word is once a year on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Once a year on my birthday. <laughs> This podcast is now explicit. <laughs> I did see that, well, Michelle. Explicit. Michelle had on there, like, I think on Apple, it said, like, that it was clean. I'm like, it's not clean. It's not. No. <laughs> Should I edit it? Oh, God. No. I want kids to know about BJ's. And, you know, well, we're doing what Rima would do, teaching kids about sex. And I'm only talking about sex so much because that's all they do exactly. on the show. And <laughs> yeah. actually, at the at the end, I was actually a little horrified. So Reba was giving sex talk to Kira. She, like, runs out. She's like, do you have any questions? She's like, no. And then she called in Jake, yeah. the little kid, for the sex talk. He's, like, five. And she said, next. <laughs> yeah, and he looked terrified. He was half a step away from doing the Home Alone face. I was like, <laughs> yeah. he's way too young, for sure. Yeah. No wonder Robbie's not allowed to play over there. She very, She's, like, very fluid with her sex talk. Which I guess is great, but, you know, 
she's a pregnant daughter. Not so great. What else? I don't think there's anything else. These are kind of like, um, the episodes weren't my favorite episodes. I'm not going to lie. I agree. They, I think Russ said, Russ, the B plots were so weak in the two episodes that it took away from the full episode. Because there were some good parts, but because of those weak Bs, um, that's kind of what, where I feel like it felt lackluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think like, I'll just, if we're, I feel like we're landing in peak and pit territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say my pit is just Mima in general <laughs> as a concept. I don't understand what you are, or what your goal is, your objective. I don't, I'm out. And I thought it was the weakest episode of the bunch. Uh, and my peak, and again, not to be such a fucking BJ stan, but, uh, her being, uh, her getting, going to the precious moments type store (laughs) and having, and getting arrested and like just knowing exactly where that was going and loving every minute of putting those characters together. I was like, oh, this is just per, this is perfect writing. And that's the weird thing I'm finding with this show is it has, impeccable sitcom writing at times and sometimes looks completely nonsensical. I don't know why they're doing this. Very high highs, very weird lows. I'm just realizing really quick, I'm sorry, but why did Reba have to go pick up BJ anyway? She's an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Like whenever any kid got, went to mall jail and like any TV show, they obviously had to call their parent or whatever, but like, why is Reba calling, or why is BJ calling Reba? Like, just drive home. Just leave. It's not real jail. <laughs> it just occurred to me. I was like, why would she call uh, Reba? It's like, no, why would she call anybody? <laughs> just go home. <laughs> Pay the fine. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, but her car got declined. Maybe she had no money and she needed someone to pay the fine. How did she get there? <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Nope. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So she calls Reba to pay her debts. Oh, God. My peak far and away was that dance scene at the end. Oh, my God. The fact that they gave us choreographed and then some, what do you call it? Free? Freestyle? Freeform? I'd say like freestyle, freeform. Yeah, like that was gorgeous. I will be watching that once a week for the next year. (laughs) Pay close attention to some of the moves, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll use Erica's paper method to... <laughs> I'm using it as soon as we one. wrap. <laughs> um, and I'm... In case the beginning part of the episode wasn't included, I'm at my parents' house visiting, and if they ever caught me watching a 20-year-old episode of Reba with paper up to the screen so I could e- watch each person individually, they would, like, be immediately checking me in somewhere. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> they would be calling that like oh, we're do- you need a wellness check on your wife she's not doing great here <laughs> she's uh she's going back to her old ways um, oh you're like- in the place where you watched Reba to begin with how does that yeah. feel I know wow the loop has closed um and meanwhile I was talking to my dad before I was like oh I have to leave I'm doing that podcast with Jenna Erica and Russ and he's like what's it about and I like couldn't bring myself to say <laughs> I was just like oh it's like Pop culture. We talk about shows we watch. One show. One show. Like no one has watched except for I was one like, person. if I try and explain this, it's not going to land. Um, I don't see why not, but. But to his credit, he's like, oh, like, if you set me up with Spotify, I'll listen. So we have one more fan. 
We'll have a fan, but a very confused fan. My dad said it was still funny, so (laughs) he's in. (laughs) I don't think he watched Reba as far as I know. Still funny, episode two. Perfect. I brought it up to my mom like the week before or like the day before we were going to air, and I expected to get a million questions, and she obviously loves you three guys. I thought she's going to be so excited. I was really prepping my head what I would say, and so I told her, and she goes... Oh, okay. Anyway, can you watch the dog in June? Like, could not have care less. That's pretty iconic, though. DGAF. DGAF. Um, wait, what's your pit, Michelle? I think my pit is introduction of those two friends, Eric and Erica, um, because I, I'm pretty sure we're never going to see them again. So why were we so invested in them? They got way too much screen time. Mm-hmm. I can tell you for a fact that we don't see him again. I looked it up. He's in one episode. Okay. When I was looking so, up him, like, in general, because obviously I went down the rabbit hole and I needed to see pictures of him. <laughs> um, and you want to rub the rabbit hole later at the thought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a more disgusting <laughs> Clean And podcast. also my parents are in the next room. They're going to be like, Michelle, stop. <laughs> Pop culture. Pop culture. Erica's rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so... Wait, I'll do, I can do my pit, pit. Um, My pit was, it was a lot related to me, Ma and Grandpa. Um, But specifically at the end of the episode, Cheyenne makes like a a joke about like her grandparents fucking in her bed. I could have done with that. (laughs) Like, I don't know why she felt like she was, she like, I forgot the exact joke because it was just like not funny. And like, I don't know why she would, she would think it was funny. Because that's that all I talk about and care I know, about. But like in regards to your own grandparents in your own bed, like that's yeah, pretty vile. So <laughs> that was vile. And my peak, I like I I know I should say something differently, but I simply cannot. It has to be the dance because <laughs> the like I I'm like I should say something else. Michelle already did that. No, it can't. It has to be the dance. It came at the end of the episode as such a shock to me, and I will be rewatching five, at least five times. <laughs> Pay close attention. I will. Very close attention. Um, I'm going to be like doing counts like one, two, three, four, one, two, seeing if BJ's on par. Um, oh, wait. So I know um, that remind me. We should learn the choreography. And that way we, we have can to perform for our friends at Survivor. Yeah. They'll love it. <laughs> our friends at Survivor. love it. That gets no so cool. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in. Me and Michelle have learned very many dance moves. And keep in mind, we met each other when we were 18. So <laughs> the amount of choreographed dances we've learned and performed together are too many to count. We've done First Wives Club a lot. Oh, my God. If people knew the amount that we did that, yeah, it would be shocking. I also I thought of this other day. Remember when we saw Bit Medler in concert because we're very Bit Medler? And- yeah. Bette it's Bette Medler. She said Bit Medler. Did I? <laughs> it was so good. Yes. I remember we saw Bit Medler in concert. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> oh, God. I'm morphing into my mother and I've been here one day. <laughs> I'm picturing it's like a Bit Medler cover, cover person. It's like, I'm Bit <laughs> but the three ladies of the pod, not Russ, saw <laughs> Bet Midler. Yeah, I guess my, my invitation got lost in the mail. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. I didn't know you'd want to go. No, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> oh, okay. This is like five years I ago. I immediately took you seriously because you wouldn't want to go. Actually, probably closer to like 10 um, years ago. Yikes. Yeah. 
I remember we bought those like matching white jackets and they looked like like cheap doctors. <laughs> they looked like lab coats. Yours did, yeah. Michelle. No, mine was awful. Only yours did. Because <laughs> we were trying to recreate the ending of First Wives Clubs when they're singing in all white. And we kind of thought we were going to get a lot of reactions from the crowd. No. And not a single one. And also the worst part, Eric, I actually remember the caption of the photo because you posted a photo of us. It's this was blazers. 10 years ago. And I, yeah. yeah. No, you wrote, swallowing my pride in posting this because we all look awful. <laughs> it's trash. It's a trash. Yeah, picture. I look horrifying. I went up to, I remember like I took a train up to Madison Square Garden, met you guys at like a weird ass greek diner we ate mm-hmm. and then we went to see the show and then i immediately took a train ride home which no, is we had we had champagne though because i remember we were calling it a kickoff we were like we have to have pre-champagne for the oh, show okay to, to cheers to bit <laughs> to bit Meidler. <laughs> <laughs> okay wait you gotta take us home america i have to do my peak in my pit um yes. <laughs> my my peak somehow now is bit meddler um but no (laughs) (laughs) she'll always be a peak to me um no my peak was seeing my my old friend mike Irwin again i really was when i saw because i didn't even see him on the show at first you know how like the preview um little picture Mm -hmm. i saw him i was like oh shit there he is and i forgot about him so i was really really excited to see my old friend um you rubbed yourself (laughs) wrong oh my god it's a clean it's a clean podcast guys (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so yeah i loved seeing him you didn't deny it no i didn't Um, (laughs) my pit was just like kind of like what russ said i hate it i think that the the fact that the parents came could have been such a move it could have been like they're overly religious and they are pissed about reba and they're pissed about you know cheyenne or they're like overly like hippie like oh yeah we don't care whatever works but they did not make a choice and i absolutely hated that mother's wig like leave it to all that (laughs) i don't want to say it leave it to what's his name josh what was his name josh sellers or something yeah i agree and that's what it is but yeah i also want to say real quick another just peak in general i have to give a shout out to matt giordano he is michelle's Mm -hmm. husband and he created a theme music for us and i've been getting a lot of good feedback about the theme music same so thank you matt it's stuck in my head for it's a straight up but michelle it's supposed to leave your head if you listen to it in full (laughs) so i would listen to it in full a few more times (laughs) well i actually i did actually try that because i've heard of that trick too but then it just doesn't leave no it doesn't i don't want it to leave no do you think he'll bleep bleep his own name (laughs) <laughs> to your I don't know if he wants people like attaching that to mm. his music. <laughs> so if we'll you Google see. his name, he doesn't want this to come up in here. Three I did tag him in it in my post Reba. today. It had to be done. <laughs> it had to be done. Imagine it somehow goes viral and like he becomes famous for that. For this. Like any of his actual <laughs> I'd like a remix. Beat music. I, I honestly want an extended cut. Like I almost wish like I want him to yeah. do a full Ooh. song. And I wouldn't hate if no, we, I want a club mix. I want us to three of us to be in the background or the four of us to be in the background of him too. Like three episodes, episodes of Reba. Oh my god. And we're like doing little Full background. Length. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Maybe when we record our live Christmas episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can do it in the studio. He just has to write three choruses <laughs> and two bridges. It's nothing. It's nothing. No. He's already doing <laughs> us a favor. Working pro bono for three. <laughs> just a full Yeah. Maybe he'd actually do a full album. I mean, as long as we're making asks. I mean, they say you should ask for what you want. The worst they could say is no. So we're just doing ourselves a <laughs> right. disservice if we don't ask. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. I think that's a button if I ever heard that, it. Button it up. That felt like a button. That's a little button, baby. A little bu- 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 button. Benjamin Button. <laughs> Zip it up. That's a button. Wait, no. <laughs> Is this a pair of high waisted jeans? Because that's a button fly. <laughs> It's a button meddler. <laughs> no, no, no. Cut that out. Cut that in post. Cut that in post. 